This is the Tigers Radio Network. And you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. From high atop the 50-yard line in Harry Harvey Stadium, here's Bob Herpin and Greg Pecco. Back to live action here at Harvey Stadium for the start of the fourth quarter. Marple Newtown now going from our left to our right. Second and goal from the six-yard line. Johnson under center. Fakes the handoff. Looks like he went to Nick Stevens. Stevens again. And he stopped after a minimal gain this time, so facing another key third-down situation. This is fourth-down territory. Yeah. Looked like Josh Mellon got in there to make that stop. Now Stevens has burned Lower Marion for two touchdowns already. Maybe the Lower Marion defense is keying on him a little bit. Yeah, he's, he's, there's a guy who his offensive production was reduced so he could focus on defense the last couple of weeks, and now he's back in the offensive side of the football. Two touchdowns tonight. Marble Newtown's only two touchdowns. So now it is gain of one. Third and goal from the five-yard line for Marple Newtown. In the backfield is Graziano along with Ryan Duffy. No wide receivers once again, although Diaguardi's lined up as a fullback position. Johnson is under pressure. Takes back around the 10. Cuts back at the 5, but he is dragged down about the 3-yard line. And number 21 in there for Lower Marion, Billy Jamaicus. The elder And number 1, Nolan Montague. Well, interesting call there. Johnson appeared to have something on that right side, but just could not break away. He took a little elliptical route back around the 10-yard line, which might have cost him in the long run. But he he was able to fight forward. We do have a flag down now. At about the 10-yard line. Holding on the offense. That's a 10-yard penalty from the spot of the foul. And we're going to repeat third down. Well, you don't want to see that there. As all the positive momentum was on the Tigers' side up until that miscue. Yeah, that, that's a tough uh, pill to swallow, but at least they get another shot at third down with all some right. extra room. Now so. it's third down and goal from the 15. Get a second chance and, you know, take a shot. See what you get. Pardon me from the 20-yard line. 10.56 to go here in the fourth quarter. Marple Newtown clinging to that 14-6 lead, looking to put more points on the board. Graziano and Duffy in the backfield. Ron Alf split wide to the right. Johnson under center rolls out, takes a couple step drop. Oh. And Diaguardi was wide open at about the 12-yard line, but he slipped just before the ball came yeah. there, and it falls incomplete. Throwing a little behind him, but he did fall down, and so it's it's kind of a push. It's just a, you know, with, with the astroturf, you, you, you slip a lot now. Momentary misfortune. It is a very unusually warm Indian summer and humid night here. <laughs> but we get Adam Fender now. Adam Fender on for a 37-yard field goal attempt. This would be a, a career-long, a season-long for him tonight. Ball is spotted. The kick is away. It is high. It is oh. no good. Just wide for Adam Fender. Just wide to the left on there. Plenty of leg. Just not enough direction. Just barely missed it. 
Well, they do have an eight-point advantage with ten minutes left now, so that's the one good thing is you have to force them to score and go for the extra if they want to tie you. Conversion. Yeah, so. Right. And nonetheless, and you also pin Lower Marine deep inside your own territory, inside their own territory now, which is sort of a backhanded bonus, but it's a good thing to work with if your defense is riding a hot streak. So first and ten from the 20. Handoff up the middle to Sam Golden once again. And he's brought down by Christian Whiteside for the Tigers. So while Sam Golden has gotten the call for a good seven-eighths of all the rushing plays tonight, can't really say he's gotten uh, too many big rushes. No, I it's get... usually three yards in a cloud of dust with him. Marple's pretty much done what they've had to do ever since that first quarter when he gained a lot of yards, and that stacked the middle eight in the box and forced him to beat you through the air. Generously gave him three yards on that, so it's second down and seven from the 23 with ten minutes to go, even in the game. Looks like that handoff was botched from the offing, and Connor Foot just sort of a few tigers in there. Christian Whiteside right and Dan Giordano jump right in there. So you know when when your defense is not able to stack up the opposition's line of scrimmage, you always have that crutch of uh, the play misfiring from the offense, and you get a little bit of an advantage there. So no gain on that play. A few other scores of note: uh, Ridley, Marble Newtown's opponent next week, is up 13 to six on Pencrest. And the Philadelphia Phillies beat the Los Angeles Dodgers 8-5 to take a 2-0 lead in that series. Huge, huge two-game lead in the National League Championship Series heading back to Chavez Ravine. Timeout, Lower Marion. That's their third and final timeout. So, already Lower Marion out of timeouts already with 9.21 to go in regulation, facing a third and seven from their own 23. So we'll take a quick break with that respite and be back here on exclusive coverage of Marple Newtown Tigers football on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Marple Newtown leading 14 to 6. This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. So Lower Marion, fresh from their final timeout of this second half, faces that third and seven from the 23. This time we have two wide receivers, one split to the left, one split to the right. Foot under center rolls out to the right side. He looks like he has somebody downfield. Incomplete. Incompletion pass. It looked like he had number 21, the younger Jamaicas, elder Jamaicas, Billy Jamaicas that time, up about the 35. Look like he zipped it in there right, but Jamaicas couldn't just couldn't come up there. No, he did a nice job. He had a few Tigers on him as well on that far side of the field with Ron Alf and, and a few other yeah, defensive Sometimes backs. the curtains are what blocks that <laughs> ball from going right in all the way. They can be a distraction. So, it is fourth down and Justin Stockman on to punt. He is back at his own 11. We have Ron Alf at the Marple Newtown 45 and Phil Graziano a little bit up it's a bad snap he gets away from a man at the goal line and it comes up to Graziano at the 40 yard line the ball is picked up. up and fumbled backwards and picked up by Lower Murray and let's see what happened on that that is a crazy sequence of plays 
all stemming from Justin Starkman's Houdini act. There's no way to say that. He looked like he was dead to rights down at the goal line. Managed to get the punt away. Phil Graziano, who came up on that ball across midfield, misplayed it. It hit off his arm behind him. That so, and it was picked up by a, Mo, a Lower Marion coverage man about the at about the Marple Newtown forty. But yeah. we'll see what's going on here because the officials have placed the ball back at Lower Marion's forty-seven yard line. It, Looks I, like they retain possession there. It was interesting. So three wide receivers for Marple Newtown now. Foot under center, drops back, has a man open downfield. The pass is caught. Down at the 30, it looks like. By number 20, Anthony Mazzoni. He went up for that one and came down on his back and still retained possession. Well, We're still shaking our head from what, what transpired over the last, the previous play. But regardless... I think the Tigers' defense is too because they're kind of... <laughs> 10 seconds off the clock and they're back on the field. 10 within one play. Lower Marion is sitting pretty at the Marple Newtown 30-yard line. First and 10 with 8.40 to play in this contest. Starkman lines up wide to the left. Billy Chemekis wide to the right. Hand off to Sam Golden this time for the usual two or three yards. Dan Giordano on the stop along with Carl Kosarski. So my only guess here is the officials ruled the ball dead when Phil Graziano picked it up and, and probably was down by contact at the 47-yard line. Otherwise, that could have been potentially potentially damaging to have that ball for Lower Marion in Marple Newtown territory to begin with. In any case, second and eight from the Marple Newtown 28-yard line. Again, two wide receivers this time split both. Ball loose! The ball is loose. Fumble on the snap. There's men down there. I see some orange and black at the bottom of the pile fighting for it. We'll see who comes up with it. It looks like Lower Marion got it back. Lower Marion did. Foot was able to pounce right back on top of that football. Kevin Lopez, number 65, was the man down at the bottom of that pile, pushing and scrapping and fighting for every inch of that space and, and for that ball, but he came up just short. Another big third down, but you're in fourth down territory when you're down by eight. Second down, third down, pardon me, at nine now. Loss of one on that play eventually from the 29-yard line. Stockman to the left. Jamaica's to the right. Man in motion behind the play. Here comes Foot. Drops back. He's got a man downfield across the 30, across the 25 to the 20, and out of bounds. That's Sam Golden. Yeah. A rare time when he's out of the backfield. Well, Kevin Lopez got re released on the play and was able to get a little pressure on Foot, but he's able to get the pass off. Graziano knocked him out of bounds. So he rumbled down there for a big gain and a first down. First and 10 from the 19 now for Lower Marion. 7-11 to go here in this contest. So despite all the things that are going right for the Marple Newtown defense, they are giving Connor Foote quite a bit of time there to roll out and throw. So we'll see what happens if they can pick it up now. As Foote looks like the snap was fumbled again, his foot ran forward with that on a direct snap. Looks like he came up with the ball, however, for a minimal Dan game. Dan on the stop. So again, Lower Marion's almost in a, in a hurry-up offense here. And that time it almost cost them as the ball almost came loose on the exchange. Well, we, we, we talked about the experience when, when the athletic director was in the booth was about Springfield. 
and how close of a game that was here. And I think this is an advantage for the Tigers, even though they're only, they're up by eight. It's still good to have an idea of how to work in a close ball game. And also how to close out, which is yeah. unfortunately what they couldn't do in Springfield, but those lessons were taken last week at Radnor. And with that 14-point fourth quarter, Marple Newtown put that game out of reach. And here we have Foot rolls out. He's being chased. He's up around the 20 to 15, runs out of bounds, finally at the 13. Giordano gave him a shot out of bounds. Good job for Marple Newtown's defense, the line, and the secondary to seal off any and all passing lanes and running lanes. Tell you what, Foot has some very, very quick feet. He's able to outrun Steve Reynolds that time, who was in pursuit and trying to get another sack, he, along with the one he had earlier. Again, he is a junior, Connor Foot, the quarterback, 6'1", 175, so he has that unique bird's-eye view above the defense and also that lanky frame, which allows him to escape. That time, it is now a third and three from the 18-yard line. From the 12-yard line. Foot sells it again, a handoff up the middle to Sam Golden. Looks like Kevin Lopez on the stop for the Tigers. Looks like he got a good push up to the 10-yard line, so they will spot the ball there. Let's see. They are going to give Marple. Like about They're going to give Lowberry. Long fourth and two. Well, Looks like a there long we go. fourth and two. I was wondering what the spot was there. And it is indeed a fourth and two. Lowell Marion will go for it here from the 10-yard line. 5.37 to go. Looking for a big stop. Three wide receivers. Two split to the left. One to the right. Foot under center. He rolls out to the left this time. Has a man in the end zone. He throws it into the grass at the goal line. Ryan White on the coverage. Pass intended for number eight. Justin Starkman came up just short. And even if, even if the ball was there with a defender draped all over him, I doubt Starkman could have brought that in. And in any case... Well, he would have picked up the first down, but he wouldn't have picked up a touchdown there. Nonetheless, Tigers ball. Tigers ball. And I would expect a heavy dose of uh, Phil Graziano this time Nothing around. left to do but run out the clock from here. 5.27 to go. It is a long time, but with the ball at the 10-yard line, if they can chew up easily 40, 50 yards on this drive and waste four minutes off the clock. So it's here. Johnson under center handoff. Up the middle to Graziano. Tackle by number 55, Josh Mallon. Only gets for a couple. Lower Different personnel here from Orpal Newtown on the second down. Number 18, Ryan White comes in. Presumably as a wide out. This time he will be split wide. To the near side, which is the right side as Marple Newtown is moving from left to right. He's the lone wide receiver. Johnson rolls back. It's like Diaguardi. off to Diaguardi, but he is stuffed as soon as he reaches the 10-yard line. Looks like number 28 for Lower Marion was in there on the stop that time. Zeke, Zeke Zimmer. Double Z. First time we've heard his name in quite a while. So 4.26 to go here. Marple Newtown facing a crucial third and nine deep in their own territory. Tick, 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 tick. Well, that's true, but uh, you would have liked to have seen them get at least one first down here in this drive to, to you know run out another at least another minute and a half. So let's see. Both sides will bear down. This time Ron Alf split wide to the right. 
Man in motion is Diaguardi, and there's a penalty flag. Usually might signal false start in the offense. We'll see what the call is momentarily. Still discussing? Prior to snap, encroachment on the defense. That's a five-yard penalty. Still third down. Well then, third down and four now. As they would say, I guess, in tennis, advantage marble. So that, that's You cannot good. be serious! <laughs> As John McEnroe famously says. Well, it looks like at the clock here, if the Tigers do not get this, Laura Marion might get the ball back with about three minutes left on the clock. Well, you know, nine times out of ten, that's a false start, but an encroachment penalty makes it third down from the 16. There's a hand off to Graziano. He bull rushes his way across the 20. And he will be away. He looks like he picks up the first down, but he was driven backwards. We'll see with forward progress where he gets it. And one official to the near side is standing at the 21-yard line, which appears to be where the first down marker is on the far side Billy, of the field. Billy Chimaka's had to stop, and they did get the first down. Well, even though it looks like the ball is generously spotted about two feet behind the yard marker, who, who are we to argue? <laughs> that is a first down, and they get that crucial first down. So another fresh set of downs here. Another minute and a half. You know, wasted off the clock for Lower Marion's chances. First and 10 from the 21. 335 remaining. Big first down picked up by Phil Graziano here as he would not quit on that. And here they go again. Johnson under center. Hand off to the right side this time. Up the middle and... Oh, wow. Who was that? Who don't get distracted by uh, Lower Marion tacklers who brought down the ball carrier. Number 10, Niall Thompson on the stop that for Lower Marion. Diaguardia, it looks like. Sometimes the action comes fast and furious and, and towards us. We don't have a whole lot of time to pick up that ball carrier, especially if that massive humanity you know, swallows him up right at the line of scrimmage and they'll push right. forward. Second down and five now for the Tigers. At the 26-yard line, 243, 242, 241. Time ticking away here. Hand off to Graziano once more. He only gets a couple. Stacked but it doesn't up. matter as time is now the enemy for the Aces. Number 55 and number 11. Joe Moran, number 11, made the initial stop. And number 55, Josh Mallon, the secondary stop. So they are coming up on a third down and about four. Let's see if they can uh, make another big push and hand it off to Graziano with his ball handling skills and his sheer force of his own will pick up yet another key first down here. As Ron Alf back into the game, split as the lone wide receiver wide to the near side here on the right. Johnson under center. Fakes the handoff. It's a keeper. But something got fouled up there, and Johnson's running lane was sealed off almost immediately. Dan Saris, the big defensive lineman, 6'5", 312, making his real first you know, appearance of the night along the line. So that is a gain of one. And They're looking at a fourth down now, and about a long two. Looks like the Aces will get the ball with about a minute and ten seconds, minute left in the ball game. 1.23 to go. Billy Weaverling on the punt. He is back at his own nine-yard line. 
And here's another false start or an encroachment. So we'll see what happens. Sometimes you can get the uh, the, def the defense. Well, there was a lot moving along that, that defensive right. line. So you never you never could know if there was a trigger there or whether it's just jumping the gun. Part of the snap. False. Offense. Five yards. So, so that time did not work in Marple Newtown's favor and pushes them back as Weaverling now stands inside his own five with the ever-dangerous... Well, this will help wind the clock a little uh, bit. Ever-dangerous... I just lost my train of thought. Sam Golden, that's it. We've mentioned his name so many times. I blanked for a second. Sam Golden waiting at Marble Newtown's 45. So let's see if Weaverling can get his foot in there and a favorable bounce. The kick is high. End over end. It is wobbling back. And a fair catch made by... Well, there was a, uh, an interesting moment there after the punt. Weaverling got run into a little bit. Not blatant enough to throw a flag. But you, but may, just may, have throw a you may have thought a, a five-yarder might have come out there. And a retry at the kick, but not enough for a 15-yarder. So in any case, Golden had to backtrack on that. Another big punt by Weaverling. And, and I think it's important to mention Lower Marion has no timeouts left with 56 seconds left, needing eight points. All right, but they only have 51 yards to go. It is his first and 10 from their own 49-yard line, 56.8 seconds to go. Two wide receivers, one left, one right. Roll out there by Connor Forte. Has a man downfield. Incomplete. Near the far sideline, up about the 43-yard line. Kosarski on the break up that time. Well, he just obliterated the, uh, no the intended receiver, Mazzoni. Yeah, Anthony Mazzoni just—he <laughs> he didn't know what hit him when he when the ball. Oh, where, where Angels feel to tread. I mean, Mazzoni is only five foot six, one sixty. He's sure proving his worth. He wants to go in there in harm's way to get that ball. But excellent play by the defense. Second and ten now with fifty-one point six to play. This time, Joe Moran in the backfield. As he's under center foot, drops back, rears back, and throws deep over the middle. Way incomplete. Ryan White nearly got his another interception. Nearly would have been his third straight game with an interception, as we talked about him earlier. That's really the first time they've thrown in his direction today. That's the first time that he's thrown in greater distance than 10 yards. That was way downfield there. Intended receiver was Justin Starkman. Really had no chance yeah. of that. No, it was, it was kind of a, a desperate heave that time. So third down and 10. 46 seconds to go. Eight-point lead for Marple Newtown. This game, two wide receivers set. Drop back his foot. He takes it long, deep over the right sideline. Incomplete intended for Sam Golden. Ryan White on the coverage that time, able to get in the way of the receiver a little bit nowhere to go on that play and he's doing another good job here late in this one so this is it fourth down fourth and ten so we know they've got the long gain sealed off and it's odd that Lower Marion would go to that in a, in a desperate situation without having set that up throughout the entire contest and if they run here it'd be a surprise because like I said no timeouts they'd have to run it to the outside you're right but Mark Luton has done an excellent job of sealing off Anything more than two, three yards at a time, and foot rolls out. He has a man, no. number 20. Incomplete. Mazzoni it the again. Ground. It was incomplete, Mazzoni. It was underthrown. Mazzoni was there at the 40-yard line. I don't know what Lower Marion's coaching staff was arguing about. It was plain as date even to them because the ground it was helped to that us. Catch. The ground helped that catch. And exactly. That was on the far side of the field from us. We saw it. I think it's kind of just being a good coach and fighting for your players at that point. Well, you know, sometimes... 
But, you know, sometimes objective reality has to intrude. Yeah. That wasn't even close. Well, I, I was there, was no, there was no trap. That was a clear and complete. The ball bounced a half yeah. a yard in front of, of Mazzoni. I would, I would assume we would see the victory formation here with no timeouts left for, for, Mar- for Laura Murray. Stranger things have happened, but we have to have positive thoughts as Marple Newton is about to close this one out. First and 10 from the 49-yard line, 34.9 to go. Johnson under center. Takes an E. And we did see the victory formation. And this would be the first home win for the Tigers of this 2008 season. So yet another series of positive steps within the game leading to the biggest ultimate step, which is a victory. Right, you are, Greg. First home win. Second win of the season. Second win in succession for Marple Newtown. As time ticks away. Four, three, two, one. The clock hits zero on the Marple Newtown. Tigers are victorious. And the first big win of the season here at home. Congratulations to the Tigers program. Did a nice job and big victory for homecoming. And they get to be 2-5 and five heading into Ridley next week. Well, you can't imagine that uh, Steve Reynolds and his cohorts would really uh, be burning it up on the dance floor tonight as they put in an all-around excellent effort to hold Lower Marion to six points. I, I would assume the King will make an appearance at some point. Somewhere. Oh, well, he has to be. And his queen was also a young, lovely young lady. So we'll take a short break and come up with the brief wrap-up. Final score, Marple Newtown Tigers 14, Lower Marion Aces 6 from Harry Harvey Stadium. Back in a minute, you're listening to exclusive coverage of Marple Newtown Tigers football on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marble Newtown Tigers on www.marblenewtownfootball.com. here at Harry Harvey Stadium under the lights as the crowd files out. A very happy crowd as the Marple Newtown Tigers once again pick up their first home win of the season, a 14-6 triumph over Lower Marion. And Greg, from the outset, didn't look like Marple Newtown had too many signs of great things to come as Lower Marion scored on, on its first possession. But as you see, very quickly, things turned around thanks to some great two-way play from some wow. key personnel. I think the catalyst was Kevin Johnson's interception in their own territory. That really helped them going. And then after that interception, they got points off of it, which is huge. You have to get points off turnovers in in this league. This league is all about that. And it was just a very good game for the Tigers all around. And It was a a hard-fought win. It's a tough win. It's always hard to get that first to win at home. They got a win last week on the road in in a game where they pretty much dominated. And this week, Phil Graziano came up big, and they played real well and got got a well-deserved win. You know, Graziano, nowhere near the 221 yards and three touchdowns from last week, but... He really, he really wasn't. It really wasn't necessary. Now Nick Stevens and, showed up today, and he got the two touchdowns. And Mario Diaguardi uh, broke off two big runs in that second half. As you look ahead now, with these two wins in pocket after an 0-5 start, 
the stiffest test of the season at Ridley next Friday. Uh, Ridley, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a tough game. They're one of the best teams in this league. It, it's, it's a team I'm very familiar with having graduated from there. But Marble Newtown, you know, R- Ridley has the tendency at times to get off to a slow start. And if Marple's able to go in there and, and, and kind of put a little heat on them, they could come out of there with a win. So it's, it's not out of the question, but Ridley's it, uh, tied with Garnet Valley right now in the top two spots in this league. Also, it's homecoming next week at Ridley. So it's going to be very interesting, very tough for Marble Newtown. They usually draw a big crowd there, and they like to throw the football around. They run the ball, but they'll, toss it, they'll, they'll play a little pitch and catch. Well, it's one thing I wanted to ask you because uh, you do all the road games for the Eye of the Tigers block. What lessons, if any, from that Garnet Valley game can Marple Newtown take into the tussle with Ridley? The, the, the lesson would be, I think, I, and I know the offensive coordinator at Ridley, he's a big pass guy, and Garnet Valley passed the ball a lot early in that game, and they did a lot of underneath stuff. The thing I would say is just keep, keep the guys in front of you and try and slow them down as much as possible. And the biggest thing would be get your offense going. If you can keep them off the field... You're going to have a lot more success, unlike what happened at Garner Valley. Is you got to keep your team on the field and their team off. So there we have it. Next Friday, the two and five Marple Newtown Tigers will take on Ridley High School. That is slated for a 7 p.m. start, and we will be back here on www.marplenewtownfootball.com for a podcast two weeks from today, Friday, October 24th, against the Upper Darby Royals. That is a 7 p.m. start as opposed to today's yeah. 6.30 p.m. start. So hopefully the Marple Newtown Tigers will show up on time and on point. And you can catch wrap-ups of this game and next week's game on, on IHaveTheTigersBlog.com and MarpleNewtownFootball.com. Also, we'd like to thank uh, Dennis Reardon, the athletic director, for coming in here and, and ha- having uh, giving us a little help for a third quarter, giving us some insight into the program. Well, not only a great conversation there uh, during the third quarter, but also a good luck charm as yeah. Marple Newtown was able to increase its slim one-point lead to an eight-point edge, one which they would ev- eventually ride to the victory. So, for executive producer Jim Allsman, play-by-play engineer and color man, Greg Pecco, this is Bob Herpin signing off for this week. Once again, the final score, Marple Newtown 14, Lower Marion 6. Join Greg on either Tigers blog next week for the game at Ridley, and we'll be back here on MarpleNewtownFootball.com, myself and Greg Pecco, for the Upper Derby Contest October 24th. Until then, have a good couple of weeks, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Tigers Radio Network on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Our next podcast from Harry Harvey Stadium will be presented on Friday, October 24th, when the Marple Newtown Tigers play host to the Royals of Upper Darby High School. Kickoff is set for 7 p.m. Next week, the Tigers will travel to Ridley High School for a 7 p.m. kickoff on Friday, October 17th in Ridley, Pennsylvania. Coverage of that game will be provided by Greg Pecco of the Tigers Radio Network on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Until then, for Bob Herpin and Greg Pecco, I'm Jim Allsman wishing you a good night from Harry Harvey Stadium and Go Tigers!